the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, Tampa Bay. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and I'm coming at you on 860. The answer, WGUL 860 AM. This is talk radio. It is interactive, so you're free to join me. However, my shows are very themed and directed, so you have to hunker down and hang on and listen to what i got to say and then respond. By the way, we are at WGUL 860 AM. You can reach us on the web at 860WGUL.com. Click Listen Live, and you got me right now. Also, we're on iHeart, so if you've got your cell phone, your smartphone, you can get that cranked up and hear me as well this morning. Or you can go to the podcast site and pick up the tape shows that I've done in the past. By the way, our number is 813-289-1860, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, 813-289-1860. And if you're outside of the Tampa Bay area, anywhere in North America, give me a shout at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, the controversy over immunizations has been stirred up by these two buffoons, Governor uh, Christie up in New Jersey and Senator Rand Paul in Kentucky, my home state. Uh, I would be able to forgive Christie because he's not a man of science, although he should be better informed than to say what he said about immunizations and parental rights. But Rand Paul, he got a medical degree. Of course, he's an ophthalmologist, and you can't get much further away from mainstream medicine and still be considered a medical doctor than being an ophthalmologist. I mean, this is just ignorant what these guys said and did. They are the new Laurel and Hardy of the Republican Party, and you can take that and spread that all over the United States. The Laurel and Hardy of the Republican Party. Let's get these two out of the presidential uh, candidate race as soon as possible. Don't give them money. Don't fund them. What they said is absolutely wrong, especially Rand Paul. What he said was not based on any facts. In reality, it's based on a report in the Lancet, which is an English medical journal in the late 1990s. And this was falsified data. 
It only involved 12 kids and it tried to relate the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine to autism. And most of the parents in this were part of a group called JABS, which was an anti-immunization group. They were suing one of the drug companies, the manufacturer. They hired an attorney. The attorney hooked up with a doctor. That doctor wasn't even a, an epidemiologist or a researcher or a pediatrician or an infectious disease doctor. He was a surgeon, and he falsified the data. And this has all been well exposed. Of course, it takes a long time for these urban legends to be diffused and dismissed and to say not only is this not true, that the data it was based on is absolutely false. I'll tell you a little bit more about that as soon as I get to that slide in my slideshow here. So the CDC is reporting 102 confirmed measles cases in the last week across 14 states, and we've all heard about the outbreak coming from Disneyland out in California. Now, we've had the largest outbreak since the virus was declared eliminated in 2000. And in 2006, 7, 8, we had a tremendous drop in the number of kids that were immunized against measles, mumps, and rubella because of this nonsense, these lies and falsifications that this surgeon put out in Britain in the late 1990s. And Ben Carson who's considering a run for the White House. He's a neurosurgeon and a conservative advocate. And he's saying that this is nonsense as well, except for exceptional circumstances and situations where there are some medical reasons. And although we can believe strongly in individual rights, that doesn't mean that we have the right to abuse or neglect our kids. You know, the science is solid. And it's getting solider every day. We're knowing more and more and learning more and more about ourselves and our diseases and where we come from and where we're going, the genetics. It's just undeniable. And public health and public safety, as well as the rights of children, should be taken into account. And we've gotten rid of a lot of the infectious diseases through immunizations. And the immunizations have been proven overwhelmingly positive and safe, except in certain circumstances where kids are sick and predisposed to being affected adversely by some of these vaccinations. And by sick, I mean that they have an autoimmune disease like uh, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or psoriasis or they're undergoing chemotherapy or they have an infectious disease like HIV where certain vaccines may or may not be warranted. And these immunization programs have been around now for over 100 years, starting in the 1920s. And for Rand Paul to say that most vaccines should be voluntary is just ignorant. And I'm ashamed to say that he's a member of our community and also that he's a senator from my home state. And he said, I can't believe he said this, I have heard of many tragic cases of walking, talking, normal children who wound up with profound mental disorders after vaccines. He's heard of cases. He's heard of cases. He doesn't even have any firsthand knowledge 
give me a break. I'll tell you the cases. I've seen the cases of kids, adults, who have had polio in the 1960s because their parents didn't believe in the polio vaccine. I've seen people with mental retardation from catching the measles virus and getting the brain encephalitic virus and the virus into their brain causing an encephalitis. And I've seen these kids as adults and taking care of them. I don't know where this guy gets off, but as far as I'm concerned for the run for the White House, I'm kicking him off the train, baby. He's out. He says, the state doesn't own your children. Neither do you. Neither do I. Our children are not our own. They're the product of of life's longing for itself. Does that mean that we stop disciplining them? No. Does it mean that we stop giving them direction? No. We got to do that. Morals and values, I'm all for that. Let's do it. But that's not the bottom line. The bottom line is we're here for two reasons. One, to make more copies of ourselves to reproduce. And two, to try and ensure that that generation and future generations will survive and survive better than we have, that they'll have a better go at it. Why? Because we want to see our species live on. For some people, their reason for being here is to praise God or be part of some sort of metaphysical or spiritual movement, and that's great. But we know that the science that we have have obtained, have understood, have, have conquered and mastered has shown us over and over again that the abstract metaphysical God and the, the science of man that we sense through our fingertips and our eyes and our ears, our nose and our mouth, our studies, are phenomena that are part of nature, part of God, and if there is a God that that God gave and imbued into the universe the laws of science, of mathematics, of physics, of chemistry, of biology, there for us to discover and there for us to utilize in a productive and healthy way. And our children, in a great sense, are not our own. They're the product of life longing for itself. They're the product of you and me trying to propagate the world and give us more hope for our species as we go into the future. Now, both men's staffs, I'm talking about Christie and Rand Paul, I call them the Laurel and Hardy of the Republican Party, and you can hang that on your door if you want. Christie's people said afterwards, with a disease like measles, there is no question kids should be vaccinated. Well, if you're saying parents should have a choice, but there's no question they should be vaccinated, what do you mean? Where's this going? And Rand Paul's office pointed out that the senator's children are all vaccinated. I wonder if he took a vote with his 12-month-old baby whether or not they want to be vaccinated. And who is this guy to say, I'm vaccinating my kids, but you don't have to vaccinate yours? What kind of paternalistic baloney is this? And Paul added that he believes that vaccines save lives and shouldn't be administered to children. And, of course, Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is just a – you can't make a bigger door than this to walk through. 
this is so huge of an entrance for the Democrats that it's bigger than the doors on the Cowboys Stadium in, in Dallas-Fort Worth. And those are the biggest doors on earth. They're huge. And she's leading the Democratic contenders for the party nomination. She said, the science is clear. The earth is round, the sky is blue, and vaccines work. Let's protect our kids. Grandmothers know best. You know what? She's right. That doesn't mean I agree with everything she says and does. On Tuesday, even House Speaker Bonner weighed in, asked about the dispute. He said, I don't know that we need another law, but I do believe that all children ought to be vaccinated. And that's the head guy in the House of Representatives for the Republicans. Medical experts and political consultants from both sides have joined in the debate following all of this nonsense. And one quote, when you see educated people or elected officials giving credence to things that have been completely debunked, an idea that's been shown to be responsible for multiple measles and pertussis outbreaks in recent years, it's very concerning. You bet your blue booties it is. GOP operative Rick Wilson told one paper that he thought Christie's remarks could have been a clumsy play to win over conservative voters suspicious of government mandates. Hey, wake up, folks. We are the government. You know, this isn't Europe. This isn't Asia. We didn't come out of constitutional monarchies. We didn't come out of oligarchies, dictatorships. We grew our own democracy here, and everybody has an input. And guess what? The majority wants this done. Why? Because it makes sense. It protects us. It protects our children. It protects your children. It protects society at large. It saves us money. And if you think that Christie is just stepping into this, he pledged to fight for greater parental involvement in vaccination decisions during his first campaign for the governorship in New Jersey in 2009. So we've got a real full-blown ignoramus as the governor of New Jersey who wants to be the president of the United States. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the departments we have and we're funding, like the Department of Education and the Department of Energy. But I tell you what, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Health and Human Services, the CDC, and all of the medical knowledge that we have garnered with help from our central government's involvement in public health cannot be denied. We must continue to uphold that. By the way, all states require children to get certain vaccinations to enroll in school. Now, some states have changed their rules a little bit. California and New Jersey, among 20 states that let parents opt out by obtaining a waiver. Parents in New Jersey seeking a waiver for medical reasons must submit a written statement from their doctor or their nurse practitioner or their clinic. And that medical statement has to be valid. The American Academy of Pediatrics strongly urges parents to get children vaccinated against measles and other childhood diseases. The New Jersey guidelines, objectives, objections are based on grounds which are not medical or religious in nature and which are of a philosophical, moral, secular, or general nature. And these continue to be unacceptable in the state of New Jersey. That's Christie's state. 
there should be provisions made for opting out for medical reasons. Other than that, there should be no reason for opting out. Part of the theory and the practice of immunizations is what we call herd immunity. If we can get enough people immunized, then the unimmunized people will be protected by the herd around them. We can even use live weakened vaccines like the polio vaccine that was oral, the Sabin oral vaccine. This was a live virus that had been weakened, and it was given to all the kids in the country on the same day when it first came out in the late 50s, early 60s. I don't remember the exact date. We all went to church or school or wherever on Sunday, one day, and we all got the little sugar cubes with the polio vaccine, and we all had a little small case of, of mild, weakened polio virus. And the kids at school who didn't come for the vaccinations were coughed upon, and most of those kids also were immunized whether they wanted to be or not. Now, we're not using the live oral vaccine because of immunity problems that have arisen in recent years, like from diseases like AIDS in children. But it was a tremendous step forward. And you don't remember it, but I do. I played with kids that had polio. I played with them. I helped them get out of their leg braces so they could slide down the slide on our stairs that my mom made for us and help them got their braces back on and help them get up. And this was the era before the vaccines had come out against polio. And that was a terrible disease. And I've seen adults whose parents elected in the 60s and 70s not to vaccinate them on some religious or moral or spiritual or philosophical grounds. But all this is just fear. It's just a bunch of nonsense. It's driven by fear. And to say, God doesn't want me to vaccinate my children. Come on, guys. <laughs> this is the 21st century, not the 11th century. And we know that science has come so far and has been able to do so much that we're living twice as long as our great-grandparents lived. We have almost no infant mortality, whereas our great-great-grandparents had 20-30% of their kids died before the age of two. Do you think this was an accident? Do you think it's just an act of God? Do you think that God means for us to just sit back and wait for God to decide whether or not we should be immunized or not? I don't think so. The God that I was taught and knew about gave man and woman free will and the ability to explore and investigate and discover the many, many facets of our universe, including immunizations, bacteriology, virology. What are we going to do? Say that in the name of parental rights, we're going to throw all this out? Better not. The drop in immunization of kids in Europe because of what this stupid surgeon did. By the way, he lost his license. Of course, the attorney just took his money and ran. 
maybe behind a lot of this nonsense, there's a bunch of flipping attorneys who don't know what they're doing or saying, but do know how to make money. Does that mean all attorneys are bad? No, but it does mean that a lot of this is driven by them. So Europe has dropped or has seen a drop in the vaccination of the kids. They had 4,100 cases of measles last year. And we know that the vaccine is 97% effective at, pre at preventing measles. And you figure 4,100, you're going to have maybe 100 or two of these kids that are going to have the virus get into their brain and cause damage. And then you've got to take care of these kids for the rest of their life. And it's going to cost a couple of million per kid. And you say, well, that's the parents' fault for not doing it. Why should I have to pay? I want you to go to Congress or to your state legislature or to the mother of these kids and tell them that you're not paying, that society is not going to help them out. Good luck with that, even if you believe it. And at one level, I do believe it, that it's not my responsibility if you don't act appropriately and you suffer the consequences of that. But what about the kid? You know, we don't allow the parents nowadays to beat their kids, neglect them, sexually molest them, not feed them. Do we? No, we don't do that. We all agree, almost universally, Democrats, Republicans, we all agree that child abuse, child neglect is, is a immoral and societally deleterious action. And we don't want it. We're not going to have it. We won't tolerate it if we, if we can in some way stop it. Same way with vaccines. We want our kids healthy. In 1922, there were... 107,000 cases of pertussis, the whooping cough. 5,000 of those kids died. That's a 5% death rate for the whooping cough. And you say, well, you know, I got it as an adult. Well, yeah, you'll be fine. It's just like a bad cold or the flu. But remember, your, your air tube is an inch across. A 12-month-old, a 12-month-old's, air tube is maybe a quarter of that so that once you get swelling in there you can't breathe it's a much smaller airway and the whooping cough if the kids get it at that age can kill them and that's why we vaccinate against it that was one of the first vaccine vaccinations that was researched and discovered in the 20th century The polio vaccine was licensed in 1955. I haven't seen a case de novo of polio since I've been in practice because of the polio vaccine. I've seen people who have had it and have, as adults have come to me, but I haven't seen any children with it. In 1994, for every dollar that was spent to administer the polio vaccine, Saved $3.40 in medical cost. Hey, that's our money. You know, if you, if you feel that you have some personal right to determine whether or not your kids grow up healthy or not, and you call yourself a conservative, at least be a fiscal conservative and say, well, you know what? Look at this. If I put a dollar out here, I can save three fifty there. That ain't rocket science, guys. In 1991, we essentially have declared 
polio, the wild virus of polio, out of the Western Hemisphere. In 1963, the measles vaccine was licensed. Between 1958 and 1962, there were over half a million measles cases and 432 measles-associated deaths. And I don't know the exact number of kids that were brain damaged, but I'm sure it was in the thousands. And right after the vaccine came out, measles incidences and measles deaths declined and continued to go down until this guy in London came out with the bogus paper so he could get money. By the way, he got 700000 from the lawyer for doing this and tried to deny that he did it after the paper was out. And all the cases that we have seen up until this paper was released by this surgeon in, in uh, London were imported. They came from outside of the United States. And the kids that caught it here were the kids that were unimmunized and had been exposed to somebody who came from outside of the United States with the disease in process. And for every dollar spent to purchase measles-containing vaccine, we save $10 in direct medical cost and another $3.20 in societal cost. You say, well, I'm not paying for that. You don't have a choice. If you have health care insurance, if you have Medicare, Medicaid, you have no choice. You're paying for it whether you like it or not. And that's not going to change because that's what a health care pool is. It's a bunch of people getting together and putting something into the pot to make sure that there's money there when they get sick. And so you're putting money into Blue Cross Blue Shield, and so is some guy up at the Florida-Georgia border. And he and his wife decide they're not going to immunize their kid. The kid gets sick with measles. He ends up with brain damage or she ends up dead. And they've got insurance. They've got Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they're in your pool. That's how insurance works, guys. It works by setting up a pool of of people who put money into it. And then whether, depending on whether it's profit or non-profit, that money is used to pay the cost of taking care of people who are sick and if it's a for-profit company then a certain amount of what is earned or taken in and and uh, insurance fees and your premiums goes to the stockholders and to the owners of the company and if it's not for profit like Medicare some of the money goes to administering it but the majority of it goes to taking care of those who are sick so in the pre-vaccination era we had 500,000 measles cases and a number of deaths in 2006 we had 55 so the percent decrease in measles is 99.9%. Those are strong numbers. By the way, we're talking about the Laurel and Hardy of the Republican Party, 
Governor Christie and Senator Paul Rand. So I'm on my high horse here. I don't want our children neglected, abused, or in some other way taken advantage of, whether it's well-intended or not. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So our intentions are not what we should act on. What we should act on is science, data, facts. And with that, here's a little fact. I'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Police say they've arrested a 17-year-old boy in a shooting at a mall outside of Pittsburgh. Three people were wounded yesterday, two critically. Police went store to store to evacuate the mall. A male victim was the target. Two others were bystanders. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says any nuclear deal between Iran and six world powers is bad and dangerous, particularly for Israel. He talked to his cabinet today. The flurries started yesterday. By the time the latest winter storm ends on Tuesday, forecasters say parts of New England will get another foot of snow, some places possibly more. Winter storm warning is out for a large swath of the southern part of the region. Snow in the east, not the only problem. North Ca- uh, Northern California, rather, bracing for the return of downpours and strong winds in the wake of a powerful storm yesterday that knocked down trees and power lines. This is SRN News. There's a reason why this time of year, all the snowbirds from Pittsburgh, New York, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, fly down here for the winter. Sunshine. Yeah, that's part of it. The beaches? Sure. The works? Stuff to do all day, every day? Of course. But there's one other reason. They discovered what we already knew. The warmest, best friends and neighbors you ever met are all living down here all the time. Yeah, the other stuff is really nice. But the people, that's what keeps us here and keeps them coming, too. Just like the people you hear every day on this station, AM 860 the answer here at am860 the answer we know it's difficult to get the word out about stuff that's important to you events meetings that kind of thing but we can help submit your event at am860theanswer.com forward slash local events and reach the audience you're looking for free all events are subject to station approval once your announcement is approved you'll see your message at am860theanswer.com you may even hear your announcement on the air do we care about this community yeah yeah we do am860 the answer. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? An unforgettable, timely expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour this fall. Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager invite you on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past, dramatic and promising future, while introducing you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of this remarkable nation. Join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager and see all the places you've read and heard about, the Golan Heights, the Western Wall, 
Jerusalem, and the Dead Sea, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. Look forward to something special this year. Stand with Israel. For all the details and to register today, go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That website again is StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Today, a nice day, plenty of sunshine with a high of 74. It'll be a partly cloudy night tonight, low 56. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a couple of showers in the afternoon, high 72. Tomorrow night, an evening shower, otherwise cloudy, low 52. And then Tuesday, sunny, windy, and cooler, high 64. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Steve Williams for AM860, The Answer. Take out the papers and the trash. Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust fly with that broom. Yakety yak. Get all that garbage out This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. A little bit of the coasters there. I love that song. Isn't that cool? Mom and Dad fussing at the kids. Do your chores. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with expecting members of the household to be involved. I'm all for it. Children, parents, everybody. We're talking about this debate this brouhaha this nonsense over the measles vaccine the measles vaccination that the laurel and hardy of the republican party Rand paul and governor christie and if you don't know who laurel and hardy are they were a comedy team back in the 1940s i believe and 50s i think they might have had a few movies in one was a big fat guy and the other was a little skinny guy and i just love that I love watching those guys. I think actually they were more in the 30s and 40s. So what happened now? How did all this nonsense about autism and the measles vaccine come about? In reality, there are no questions about it. it it's, it's deviousness. It's deception. It's money. It's lies. And there's never been any evidence to support the notion that vaccination caused autism. And Governor... Christie and especially Senator Rand, who is an MD himself, by the way, should know that and should have investigated this before they open their mouths because now they're out of the race. I mean, there's absolutely no way either one of these guys are going to win the Republican nomination. I will personally make a tour around the country speaking against them just on this. But you know what? We've forgotten the whole case. Over in Britain in 1998, this British surgeon, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, published a paper in The Lancet with, quote, quote, 12 co-authors reporting that the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine was associated with, quote, quote, regressive autism and colitis or inflammation of the bowel in 12 children. This ignited and propelled a huge anti-vaccine campaign throughout the world and gave fuel to those people who think vaccines are a, a, a plot by the government. But fortunately, a journalist, and occasionally we have some good journalists, Brian Deere, began investigating these kids' medical records and found that the paper's data were largely fabricated, that Dr. Wakefield made all this up. Of the 11 kids reported as having the the bowel inflammation, only three of them had that, according to their medical records. Wakefield claimed that all 12 kids were previously normal, 
while in fact five had developmental problems way before receiving the vaccine. And of the nine, of nine of the 12 with quote, quote, regressive autism, three had no autism at all. And of the eight children who reportedly developed symptoms only days after receiving the vaccine, which would be important in a courtroom, if you want to blame the vaccine and, and win a big lawsuit, six took much longer, months. And for two, it's not clear. He claims six of the 12 had all three features, autism, colitis, develop, developmental delays after the vaccine. In fact, none of them had this. Not one of them had all three. Why did he do it? Well, there was an anti-vaccine group named Jabs in, in England, and they were claiming all kinds of nonsense about the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. So they hired a lawyer, Richard Barr, B-A-R-R, who then retained Wakefield, a surgeon. What the heck is a surgeon doing sticking his nose into epidemiology, infectious diseases, neurology, pedi pediatrics? I mean, the last person you want commenting on this is a surgeon. You want to hide something from a surgeon? Put it in a medicine textbook. They'll never find it. And so Barr began sending Wakefield, Dr. Wakefield, patients and paid Wakefield over $700,000. Big money for a Brit. Big money for a British doctor. That's a lot of cash. You think he was biased? <laughs> you, you think he might have done whatever the lawyer wanted? You give me a couple million, I might do whatever you ask me to do. Most of the parents of these children were associated with this ad, with this anti-vaccination group. You know, this is like the the uh, uh, the ecology groups that are claiming that the Earth is is warming up and all this stuff, and uh, we have yet to see if that's true or not. You know, they have a dog in the fight, and they're going to falsify and do anything that they can because they believe that the end justifies the means. And you and I know, having been relayed, raised in a spiritual, moral environment, that the end does not justify the means. So you have this unbiased group. you got a doctor who's being paid 700000 a lawyer who's going to sue and make all kinds of money off the case. And even after it was published, and this young journalist went after Wakefield. He claimed that he didn't have anything to do with it. Someone else wrote the paper, so he said. He just signed off on it. In fact, he wrote it. Dr. Wakefield wrote the paper, and the other author signed on. Well, Great Britain's General Medical Council, which is equivalent to our state medical board, investigated this, lasted several months, and concluded that Wakefield had falsified the research. The Lancet eventually retracted and made an apology for this, but it was 12 years after it was published. The British Journal of Medicine, which is equivalent to our Journal of the American Medical Association, had other things to say. And they went after it much earlier and much stronger. There are still people that believe this. Urban lore. Nonsense. Lies. Falsifications. We have to be vigilant, even with our researchers, even with our doctors. Yes, there are people that will publish, quote, quote, research for a buck, for a shekel. They will do that. 
these people should be closely monitored or booted out of academics. There's also pressure to publish or perish. If you're in academics, you're expected to publish because your publications will go into a journal with your university or your college's name on it, and that's good advertisement, and it makes the institution look better, which makes it more competitive, get better students, brighter students, you attract better and brighter teachers and professors. And believe it or not, people will falsify their data in order to make themselves look better or send out data that is erroneous because they don't want to put the work in and they don't want to look at the at the whole project and they're being forced to publish or they'll lose their position. Bad science. Fraudulent science. We've got to keep an eye on each other. We've got to keep an eye on our doctors and our scientists. And we have to look at the science behind this. We can't put our emotions in play here. Emotions have no place in science. And we have to be very careful because even if we put together a, a research project in which I may know what it's about, if that's true, I should not be the person who administers the medication or prepares it or deals with the subjects in this uh, investigation, this uh, scientific investigation, I should be out of it. Why? Because I have a bias. I already know about it. And I may have already formulated my own opinions. And that's why we have blinded studies, so that the people who plan out these research projects are removed from the actual research implication itself because of their bias. They may want this to be a certain way. And it may not come out that way. And we don't want to influence the people that are giving the medications or the treatments. We don't want to influence our patients or our subjects. We want it to be objective. It is a form of cheating when we do inject our personal feelings, our personal biases into scientific research. Most of us try to act ethically, but we're only human, and a small proportion will cheat. will be influenced by money, like Dr. Wakefield. And unfortunately, the rate of scientific journal retractions are increasing because of the large crush of people and the large amount of data that's coming out and the percentage of articles, scientific articles, that have been retracted by magazines and uh, journals because of fraud has is, is risen 1,000% in the past 40 years, in part because of relative decrease in national budgets that formally oversaw this or in university budgets that have been cut to be able to maintain solvency and continue to provide educations at the higher level at a reasonable fee. There's also that big push, as I said before, to publish or perish. And who knows how many errors 
and fraudulent statements are being put out. But when we're dealing with something as big as the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, we don't have one or 12 or 1,200 or 12,000 or 12 million cases to look back at. We've got billions. We have hundreds of millions of cases just in North America and Western Europe. And you can't argue with, with such huge numbers. Does that mean that there aren't side effects? Of course. Some people will be uh, allergic to the medium in which the vaccine was produced. We know that some people have an allergy to eggs, and the flu vaccines that had been grown in, in chick embryos or duck embryos, duck eggs, chick eggs, could cause an allergic reaction in some people. And we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware that we can't give live, weakened vaccinations to kids whose immune systems are compromised by things like AIDS or who are undergoing chemotherapy or have leukemias. We can't do that. So we have to stop and look at all that, and that's what the pediatricians are supposed to do. They're supposed to catch those kids, and they're pretty good at it. And I know because I was raised with two pediatricians, and I know the whole debate over immunizations because my dad was an allergist and immunologist. I remember the whole debate when we stopped vaccinating for smallpox because there were more people getting the pox virus from the weakened uh, virus that was used because they had immune diseases like uh, psoriasis or bad eczema or they had cancers, leukemias, and so it was stopped, and it was stopped for good reasons. The disease had largely been eradicated from the Western world. Here's the problem, guys. We need a strong, central, scientific oversight system. It's just going to be less costly and more efficient. Does that mean that it's flawless? No, of course not. You know, we're talking about human beings. Does it mean it should dictate what kind of research we do? No. No, I think that we need freedom in our research. Otherwise, we won't achieve the great heights that we've achieved. We won't get to where we've gotten to, or we would not have gotten to this point if there was not that freedom. And, of course, we are the harbinger of that freedom. We are the last bastion of a number of freedoms, and one of them is scientific investigation. But it has to be honest, and it has to be reported honestly. It can't be influenced by money, power, politics, Laurel and Hardy of the Republican Party, Governor Christie and Senator Rand Paul. By the way, I looked up a little bit on Rand Paul. He was raised Episcopal, watered-down Catholicism, for those of you who don't know the Episcopal religion. By the way, I don't think that the church, I don't think that Rome ever uh, officially cut the Episcopals the Anglicans out of the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church. And I don't think that the Anglican Church actually completely seceded from Rome, so it's even more watered-down Catholicism. So this guy, Wakefield, $700,000 to lie. $700,000. You look at this, 12 patients, 
I mean, even if you had reasonable proof that this vaccine did cause autism in these kids, you've got 12 kids in a nation that's at least 120 million people. I would guess England is at least that. It's probably more, but that's a convenient number. So what are we talking about? 0.00001% of the population that he sampled and he didn't have any controls. I mean, this the study has no power. And by that, I mean it doesn't have enough people to statistically reflect the population at large. And you know what? If you choose not to vaccinate your kids, you're not only endangering and neglecting your child, you're putting other children at risk. You're putting kids who have diseases and may not have been vaccinated at risk. You're putting society at risk, and you're going to cost us more money. And my bottom line is, I don't want to pay any more money. I want to use science and technology to decrease what we have to pay, to decrease the burden we have from our our taxation and our system. By the way, New Jersey requires a vaccine for children between 12 and 15 months, and then a second dose between ages 4 and 6. And most states have mandated vaccinations. In fact, all the states do. And this is uh, an irritation among some conservatives. Wake up. Wake up, people. This is the 21st century. We have not only hard scientific data, we have the ability to crunch this data in one one millionth of the time that it took us to before computers. And there are some Christian homeschooled children who, whose parents are a strong, influential block and who take part in the Republican presidential primaries and caucuses. And they say that they don't want to be told that the, the kids are theirs. You own your kids? I don't think so. We're not herd animals anymore? Yeah, we are. <laughs> no man is an island, right? You remember that? Parents should not have the right to make this decision. We do not own our children. It is neglect. And Rand Paul is, I'm sorry to say, an idiot. The guy's an idiot. He's an MD, and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He didn't even look at the research. We got radio host shows setting up nonprofit groups, and they're opposed to state-required vaccinations. This is an infringement upon our rights. No, it isn't. That's nonsense. There's no constitutional uh, right to not avail ourselves of, of the science that it's hand, that is at hand, the immunizations that are available. It just it makes no sense. I mean, there's nothing in the Constitution. The First Amendment doesn't say anything about that. It's it's just uh, just a bunch of baloney. State requires them. And by the way, believe it or not, I think it's Mississippi has no exemptions other than for medical reasons. And they have the highest rate of vaccination for the measles, mumps, and rubella and a lot of other vaccines. And they have the lowest rate of measles of any state in the union. And many of the southern states are following that. I'm glad to see that. In the Bible Belt, 
you go guys my hats off to you you're my kind of people so we have exemptions offered in various states for uh, religious and uh, political reasons and whatever but you know this is all nonsense this is all utter nonsense if you believe that there's a just and loving God who gave us the ability to exercise our free will and to investigate our environment and our universe and has allowed us to know, come to know and understand the physical and the biological and the chemical and the mathematical laws of the universe, then you cannot in any way convince me that you have a religious objection or right to not vaccinate your kids. Now, if it's a new vaccine and it's experimental, I understand that. But these are vaccines that have been out for 50, 60 years and have done nothing but prolong our lives, make us healthier, make us happier, decrease the burden of caring for chronically debilitated kids. Three minutes. So how do we wrap this all up? To vaccinate, to not vaccinate. To not vaccinate out of fear or religious beliefs is, in my opinion, a form of child neglect. Oddly enough, the people, or I shall I say the biggest segment of the population that that for non-religious reasons doesn't want to vaccinate her college-educated suburban female mothers, mama mothers. Well, I guess that's, you know, mothers are female. And feelings and beliefs should not have any place in science. That's where we get into trouble in science is when we start interjecting our feelings and our beliefs. Ultimately, the belief in God is a leap of faith. But that's not the way it is in science. And science and God have to be separated out. Otherwise, we won't be able to discover what it is God wants us to discover in our world. So I just think that it's, it's really too bad that we have such a, a system where an ignoramus like Rand Paul can make such comments. And, of course, it's not for his kids it's for your kids so maybe he's just playing to the to the audience and playing to his people and any argument that it's unconstitutional to force immunizations has been looked at by the supreme court since 1922 and there is no reason whatsoever that the supreme court can justify a plaintiff saying i don't want my kids vaccinated on on intellectual or spiritual or moral grounds. There's even something called the lemon test. And that's an interesting thing. It was a Supreme Court test. And the lemon test is for a law to be considered constitutional. Under the establishment clause of the First Amendment, the law must have a legitimate secular purpose, must not have the primary effect of either advancing or inhibiting religion, and also must not result in the excessive entanglement of government and religion. And that's pretty clear. So let's leave religion out of the debate. 
let's look at the science. I'm Dr. Bill. Thank you guys for being with me today. WGUL 860 AM, The Answer. Chris, thanks, buddy. I hope you have a good day. And I'll see you guys next week. Adios. Well, are you ready now? Are you ready for some auction action? It's time to bid 100 out 200. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.